Bidzy Small Business Society number seven. Thank you for joining us today on another episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barasoff. Small business owners take you on their entrepreneurial journey and talk about their success as a small business owner. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers post your projects for free at Bidzy.com. Businesses, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Today on Bidzy Small Business Society, we are privileged to be in the presence of Kurt Reinhardt. Kurt is an author, consultant, trainer, and teacher of managers. His company, Create Training and Consulting, encourages and enables the intention and decisions managers make in their job of getting things done through others. I have had the privilege of attending one of Kurt's workshops, and I'm sure you'll be as inspired as I was and still am after hearing Kurt's story. So Kurt, welcome. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your business? Well, uh, thank you, uh, Rob, for thank you for having me. And uh, you know what? That was a that was a tough question. Uh, believe it or not, it's a tough question because you know there's cliche answers. Uh, you know, I'm a hardworking kid from the state of Illinois. Uh, I grew up as an only child, so I've got that independent streak. Uh, we didn't have a lot of uh, things growing up, so I I, I grew up with an appreciation and uh, that that diligent side of me. But I know that's not what you're what you're what you're really asking. Um, I would say the things that make me, uh, me, I would say are, are three things that I, I try and live by every single day. And that is to be willing, honest, and open. I, I call it be who you are, the acronym who. And, and I think if I had to make it, if I had to simplify it, life is, is hard enough. Sometimes we just want to create a simplicity to it. I would say that that's the way that I, I look at life. I'm a man of faith. You know, I believe in servant leadership. And, um, I think that the, the, the the birthplace of my business <clears throat> came when I became a manager and I didn't know what I didn't know. And it's, it's from that place that I've, I've built the business. Um, you know, and that's, that's a big piece of it. And it sounds like the purpose of your business is to motivate those managers, but Kurt, who or what motivates you? Well, that, you know, uh, I was told once, uh, I was, I was having a conversation with a, with a peer here in Fort Collins, Colorado. And we were talking back and forth about what we do. You know, that's, that question always comes up, you know, hey, what do you do for a living? You know, my, my joking response is, uh, you know, I teach managers not to stink. And, uh, you know, I, I, teach, I teach teams of managers to do the right thing. And when he was saying, okay, well, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, what do you do? And he goes, well, I'm a, I'm a strategic consultant. So I, I work on strategies with CEOs and CFOs and CIOs, all the C-level folks. And I work on creating a, a vision for businesses, and then and, and then we put together the plan to to roll that out. And I said that's interesting because I'm totally not that. You know, I'm motivated by that frontline manager, that 23, 24, 25 year old, that as I said earlier, may not know what they what they don't know yet, and they're being asked to implement this strategy, this vision, this thing from an owner, from a C level group of people, and and they may not have the same perspective, they don't have the same bandwidth to use a an overused term. They may not fully understand what's you know where where these decisions are coming from. They're being tasked to implement them. 
So, so my business and what motivates me is to get in the trenches with those managers and start to figure out the best practices in getting things done through others and, and helping them find their own way, helping them find their own belief and purpose, helping them to find best practices in communication and coaching. I like that frontline uh, reality that I get to enjoy. And it's really, it's, it's the piece that gets me, uh, gets me going, gets me all jazzed, is to hang out with a bunch of managers and talk about what if. And it sounds like uh, you're not scared to roll up your sleeves and, like you said, really get in the trenches with them. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, Kurt, you face some adversity not only in business but in your personal life as well. Can you tell our listeners about some of the challenges that you've overcome and embraced both from a personal and business perspective? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say what gave me my first look at who I am as a person, who I am as, as a business person, came really in adversity. Uh, I remember early in my career, this is when I was working for Polo Ralph Warren and I was based in the Midwest. And uh, quite frankly, the, the client that I had really didn't like me. Uh, they didn't like the fact that I was a very visual person. I was very creative. I was outside the box. I was not, I was not a formulaic person at all. And I, I, at that time, I, I didn't realize it at the time. I now realize it in hindsight. The president of Polar Ralph Lauren, uh, a guy named Lance Isham, was my was, was mentoring me, and he brought me to New York. So in that adversity, I found uh, I was able to really accentuate the thing that that made me uh, stand out, if you will, which was that creative visual side. And even within Polo, I had another uh, moment of adversity, which is uh, I didn't have clarity in my job, and I was really I, I didn't know what I was doing, and I was spinning my wheels. And that same person said, "You need to try. You, here's what I see in you." See, he told me something about myself that I wasn't seeing. And he said, you need to try this. And I did. And, and uh, it, it was, although it might have been risky because it was not something that I was doing previously. And that was getting in front of people and communicating about product knowledge and selling skills and how to merchandise stores. So I was, in effect, becoming a trainer. And he saw that in me and I didn't see it in me. And uh, in that adversity came something that I fell in love with. I mean, the passion of, of, learning and being in front of learners and applying uh, various things that help people grow and develop, man, that is just a, such a cool thing. And it took a mentor in adversity to do that. Now, that's the business side uh, and something that, that had a huge influence. And it's probably the most preeminent thing that occurred in my life is in May 21st, 2013, uh, I got the call and it was from my, my doctor who said, you have cancer. And, uh, I, I don't know who in your in your uh, group of listeners have either had that moment personally or, or, or know people that have had that moment. It absolutely spin, sends you spinning and life changes its perspective drastically in a in a heartbeat. And um, going through what I went through in the way of chemotherapy and radiation and accepting the fact that I may not survive was not just humbling, although that was a huge piece of it. It taught me to be vulnerable and it taught me to appreciate what I'm given and to really look at the now. And I can tell you, Rob, without any fear that it was a miracle in, in many ways. First of all, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that, I can, although I can't say cancer-free, they have a, have a five-year rule uh, in place for that. I'm in year three. I'm without cancer, which sounds like good man. stuff. Yeah, that's great to hear, Kurt. Thank you, uh, thank you very much. And and 
I was at an event at IQmetrics. Uh, it's an IQmetrics event. That's a, a, a provider in Canada, a great company to work with. I was doing a speech, and and it hit me. And, and I'll tell you what I mean by that, and, and I'll, I'll land this plane that I'm flying. Um, I was given word just before I left for that trip. I was talking to a neighbor, and I knew this neighbor's sister was battling cancer. So that we had a bit of affinity. So he was you know, concerned about my health, and I was concerned about his sister's health. And I had just received news that things were looking good for me. And then just before going to IQ Metrics in, in San Diego for the speaking engagement, he said his sister had passed. And that moment taught me that, you know, I, I needed to be a voice for those people that didn't have a voice any longer. And I can tell you that stimulated my training business, my consulting business in a way that is so profound, so miraculous in the sense that I've had people come up to me since, since this in 2014 happened and have seen me present both previous to 2014 and now in, in 2015, 2016. And they said, oh my gosh, where are you training from? You're training from a place I've never seen before. And uh, one of the guys said, I think you actually believe this now. And, and you know, I kind of took that as a, as a weird compliment because uh, it was making me think, well, did I say this before and it didn't? Uh, but but he was, he was saying, you're, you're coming from a place of absolute passion and it's infectious, and you really do care about what you're, who you're talking to. And uh, so I would say that adversity stimulated not only my outlook on life, but also my outlook on business and how I view uh, my opportunities. Kurt, it's, uh, it's an emotional and inspirational story for sure. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. Sure, absolutely. So looking back on your business, Kurt, can you tell me at what point that you knew that you had made it? And in addition, what's been the most rewarding part of being a business owner and an entrepreneur? Well, you know, in, in a way, I would say right now it's the most rewarding time because I'm able to see opportunities uh, day by day. And, um, you know, that's that's an exciting thing for me. Uh, I look at every day as a new opportunity. Uh, but, but but the question you're asking is, when did I know? I, I, I would say it was at that pivotal event in October of 2014 when I started speaking with uh, a sense of purpose. Now, I know anybody that starts a business feels as though that they have this uh, belief in place and this purpose in place that, uh, you know, uh, I do, I'm doing this because I love what I do. And um, I will say that uh, at that time, I was reading uh, something from Harvard Business Review. It was a piece by Clayton Christensen. He's a Harvard professor. And he wrote the piece, How Will You Measure Your Life? And it started out as a, as a, Harvard Business Review uh, article. His sense, he's since you know written a book called the same title. And I will tell you, it was it was life changing. You know that my business changed because I read that article. The the fact that when you find purpose and your purpose meets meets your competency, it's amazing what can take take place. It's another way of saying that is when your belief meets your calling. Uh, in, in his article, Clayton Christensen says that, that purpose trumps knowledge. And he's in a TED Talks uh, from 2012 from, uh, from the Boston area, TED, TED Talks Boston. And he said that, uh, in a way, purpose trumps achievement, that businesses that look only at achievement in the bottom line will suffer, as opposed to those companies that look at what is their purpose for the people that they're working with, both employees and the customer base. And, and when they start saying that their purpose trumps their achievement, that's when the business starts to uh, expand. And I can happily say that 2016 is going to be a banner year for me. I have to say, my best year uh, as a business was the year I had cancer. Go figure. 
I was out for four months. Best year ever. Um, I'm, I'm looking at another fantastic year for 2016. And I think it's because I am so spot on on letting my purpose drive my decisions. Uh, that's great, Kurt. And not that money was your only purpose before, but it sounds like your perspective changed and you were driven by a newfound or rekindled passion where you were delivering real value to those who were seeking it from you. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I've got a quote. I've got a, I've got a motto. I don't know if uh, a lot of people have mottos. I, I happen to have one. And uh, it's do what you love with a passion for growing someone else and your reward will follow. Not money will follow. Not uh, gross profit will follow your reward. And that reward could be, uh, seeing someone succeed, seeing someone grow, seeing someone, um, do something they weren't doing or felt that they were incapable of doing and they're now doing. So reward is relative. And for me, I've made reward, uh, big, much bigger than dollar signs. Kurt, you were a sought after trainer, speaker, and consultant. I'm sure requests like mine come pouring in daily, but are you doing anything to proactively grow your customer base right now? Well, you know, that's that's a very good question. Uh, a majority, I would say the lion's share of my business has all been referral. It's been word of mouth. And it, it really came on a very interesting uh, moment. In 2006, I said, I, I, I'm being called to do start my own business, and I really don't know what's going to happen. I just know that I need to do it. And it was if as if uh, it, it's, it's going to sound contrived. 2007, I started a commitment to uh, Bell, which is a, a large Canadian wireless provider, and they called me off, uh, out of the blue and said, you know, we're, we're, we're curious. We would, we would like to have you write our management training program. Do you have the time? <laughs> I was thinking, coincidentally, I had just quit my job uh, two weeks earlier. This landed on, on, on my lap, and I'm thinking, my goodness, I've I've got this business now. So now, you know, fast forward, we're in, uh, let's do the math, you know, eighth, eighth year of business, ninth year of business, going into ninth year of business. And, and I'm wondering what happens next. And I'm like any small business. I think the two biggest challenges I face are the same challenges. I think most, if not all of the small businesses face, and that is visibility and scale. Sure. Uh, visibility from a marketing standpoint, you know, a lot of people like me and not a lot of people know about me. And that's, not to pat myself on the back, that's just the reality of there's only, there's only so many me's. It's a big world out there too, you know? Yeah, yeah, and my widget is me. And that's that's one of the challenges I'm facing in growing the business for 2016 is how do I make the business more than just me, which goes to the second piece, which is scale. And I'm looking to, uh, you know, I've had some contract workers in the past. I'm looking to have full-time employees this year and, and really starting to test the water. And then I would say the third thing I'm doing for the business is, is my, 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 my space uh, the training space, my industry is is rapidly changing. Face to face training is evolving. For instance, the fact that you're having me do a podcast is an example of where we're at in this 21st century reality of training. That uh, you know we have dynamic smartphone based learning, uh, learning management systems online. We've got uh, so many avenues to provide information. And I would say the biggest thing I'm trying to do with my business is to tap into that. I'm doing research now with various organizations that have uh, what is referred to as cafe-style learning, which is little punches in the arm is what I refer to it. Punch in the arm meaning like five minutes of training. You get a topic and you, you nail it home. TED Talks is a similar thing where they have their speakers speak no longer than five minutes. And the idea is to make it accessible online so that anybody can dial into my website or not dial in. But of course, I'm, I'm using my 
I'm showing my age with that. They're, they're <laughs> typing in my, my, my website name or going to my domain and they're, they're clicking on portal and they can get in there and they could take these little five minute punches in the arm on topics like coaching and, uh, you know, how do you coach someone with body odor? I mean, that's not in a book. That wasn't in any book that I, that I read. Um, and I, I have to tell you, it's, it's one of those humorous things I bring up in my workshops with managers. We talk about things that aren't in the book. How important is that, especially when you're in a retail environment? Though? Yeah, retail, schmetail. It doesn't. I mean, even if you're in a, uh, you know, let's say you're you're not in a retail, you're in a you're 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 a developer, and you've got a team of three people, and you're in charge, and you have to have a conversation. And if you're male, having to have this conversation with a female, how hard is that conversation to say? You know, there's a body odor issue. So so part of uh, one of the trademarks I have in my workshops is a moment that I refer to as let's be, I refer to as let's be real. You know, you, you've got to have those real moments, those very authentic, honest moments of talking to managers about a concept where they can get the book learning and all the candor that the book provides. And then you can be, let's be real and talk about the reality, the reality of what emotionally you will go through and, and having to be that kind of leader and that kind of manager. Stuff that's not in the book is the stuff that managers are craving. And, and to deliver that in a five minute format online uh, is captivating to me. And, and I think it's, and so I'm, a large number of my clients are saying a very similar thing. So that's my, my, my uh, if you want to call it a resolution, that's my, that's my goal for 2016 is, is to have, lift that up and, and have that be a reality. Okay, Kurt. So yeah, you're talking about a lot of different resources that are out there for, uh, you know, trainers and managers alike. But is there a book, podcast or other resource that you use for motivation when you're not busy motivating others? Oh, man. Great question, Rob. And I would say, uh, well, first of all, I would be uh, remiss in saying that there's a couple of good books that I wrote. Uh, the first one called What If? An Improvisational Guide to Management. And the second is called So Your Manager, Now What? That's just shameless plugging. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I don't. That's what this is for to a degree. Kurt. I, That's I, all right. I get that. I appreciate that, dude. Um, uh, there's there's two books that are never off my shelf. One is Webster's Dictionary. The other is is the Bible. I mean, that aside, there's a lot of secular books that I'm in all the time. Made to Stick by the Heath Brothers is probably one of the most seminal books, if you will, for a small business to learn about, you know, what makes them sticky. And by sticky, I mean, what makes them compelling? What makes their name stick in people's minds, their message, their widget? Uh, I would say that uh, TED Talks I mentioned earlier is a fantastic resource. Uh, perhaps the best one, if you want to know one that, that I go back to time and time again, was uh, by Brene Brown called The Power of Vulnerability. So there, there, that's a source that I, I plug in all the time. I think uh, authors, John C. Maxwell, uh, you know, any book that you pick up by him is, is, is a great read. Um, and then, you know, I, I mentioned Harvard Business Review. That's another periodical that you can get online or, or you can you can pick up a copy to a newsstand and it's a great read. So, uh, I mean, there, there's so many resources. I would say never limit yourself. And I would say that the best source. And um, this is a powerful one for me. I was asked a question by a manager in one of my sessions. He goes, Kurt, you know, what would you share with me? Let's say you were starting over again and, and you now know what you didn't know when you started. What would you do differently with that information? And I, and I, I without even hesitating, said, uh, invest in mentors. That, to me, is the best source, uh, resource of information for 
really anybody for a small business owner for sure i've got i've got guys that i talk to on a regular basis sometimes weekly having a coffee for an hour we talk about life we talk about business we talk about goals and and, and objectives uh there's there's one guy that i consider a peer does the same thing i do and we plug in often uh i've got uh, people that i mentor uh, you know, they call me up and say, what do you think about this? I'm having a, a lunch this week with a guy who's starting a business and he's, he's, he's having a question about how does he develop his people? And, you know, that's my, that's my niche is not the process side of the business it's the people side of the business. And, and just sharing time with another person. Sometimes you go in thinking I'm their mentor and you leave saying, I've just been mentored. Yeah. I'm the mentee. And I think I think if I were to say what's the, the number one resource that I utilize, it's really other people. We're designed as human beings to connect, and we need to connect often. We have a few more questions, but first, a word from our sponsor. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need, and businesses bid on them. Customers, are you tired of scrambling on the phone, searching for someone to complete your project? Are you tired of tedious internet searches, trying to connect with a service provider who may or may not be available to help you with your projects? Try Bidzy. Post your projects for free at Bidzy.com and we will connect you with respected local businesses who will bid on your projects. Everything from home renovation and auto repair to handyman and cleaning services. Post your projects for free, sit back and let local businesses come to you. Businesses, are you trying to find a way to expand your customer base without breaking the bank? Finding new customers and marketing your business is expensive and time-consuming. Try Bidzy. Bidzy notifies you each time a customer posts a project in your subscribe categories. Submit your bid, win the project, gain a new customer relationship. Sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com to connect with new customers and grow your business. Kurt, you're a trainer of managers. You're a consultant to managers. What would you tell our listeners about what it takes to be a successful manager? I would start uh, with you. And by that, I mean, I'd mentioned earlier that you know one of the, the, the big moments for me was to identify purpose. And I had mentioned that purpose trumps knowledge and, and purpose trumps achievement and your, your belief meets your calling. I mentioned those things earlier. Belief is really at the heart of it all. I've got a, 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 a bit of an image I use with managers when I'm talking about when you want to accomplish things in your life, there's three circles. Uh, there's a center circle, an outer circle, and a circle that's outside of that. So there's three circles within themselves, so to speak. And uh, Simon Sinek has his uh, start with why, where you know, it starts with why, and then it goes to how, and then it goes to what. Mine's similar, uh, albeit not the same. At the outside is outcome. You know, as managers, you're always looking at what can I do to create an outcome? What can I do to be the best manager, the faster manager, to be uh, the fastest growing manager, to have the best store, the best team, hire the right people? You know, you've got this outcome in mind, this achievement that you want to, to, to uh, have, this result. Well, you can't have the outcome without having certain behaviors in place, which is the middle circle. You know, behavior is everything, you know. Um, what we decide to do behaviorally is what creates the outcome. You know, a lot of times as managers, we say we, we, we coach the outcome. No, you don't. You coach the behavior that caused it. And so the middle piece is missed by some managers that they want the outcome, but they're not willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. Behavior is that middle circle. And the most important circle 
as I as I mentioned when I started this this little conversation, I said was belief. Belief is at the center of it all. If you don't believe with what you're doing, you're not going to get the behaviors in place necessary to get the outcome you want. You can't work outside in if you're trying to build your business. You can't say I want to I want to have the most successful business without isolating what are the behaviors that cause that, and then most important to that is what is the belief that you have in yourself to create this this whole uh, behavior into outcome. And I would say that uh, when I started out as a business, uh, I don't know that I had the belief set yet. I had some of the behaviors established and I certainly had the outcome. You know, I wanted to be this great training organization and I wanted to be sought after. And I didn't, I, I don't think I had the belief yet. And when that changed, when I started to think from the inside out, uh, things started changing. Sure. And a lot of this stuff sort of lies within us, of course, but you speak to mentors, you speak to coaches, and I think that that's really important in fleshing that out of people who have that buried inside of them that, uh, you know, that might have a difficult time in bringing them out, bringing it out in themselves. Yeah. And, and I think you need to create a safe, well, the ideal situation in any environment is to say is a safe one, one where you can feel uh, you can, you, you're, you're okay to open up. As I mentioned the acronym early, earlier, the, to, to be willing, honest, and open for, for, to, for me to ask someone to be that I have to create an environment. We have to create an environment collaboratively that allows for that to come to the surface. And, um, you're right. I think belief, uh, if, if it, it has to start there and I can't make someone believe that has got to come from within so, so my goal, my aspiration is to, to really look at what can I do to stimulate? What can I do to provoke? What can I do to encourage? What can I do to enable, to challenge, to model uh, behaviors that people can start to see and then they start to make their own decisions? See, at the heart of all at my business, uh, business model uh, with learners in, in a safe environment is, uh, I believe, an experiential learning philosophy. And experiential learning just simply dictates its, its self-discovery put someone in a situation where they come to their own conclusions. And that's when true learning takes place because it's their idea. It's their belief. It's their behavior. It's their decision to be different, to be better, faster, quicker. And you, you want them to discover that within themselves. So my job as facilitator is to provoke that, is to create an environment where they come to those conclusions. So that's why I believe fully in an experiential learning model. Kurt, what does the future look like for Create Training and Consulting? Well, I would say that, uh, first of all, it'll be more than Kurt. Uh, that's an aspiration that will, I need to come to, it needs to come to fruition this year. Uh, the second thing, and perhaps the most prominent thing to occur would be having an online presence. So people can plug into the information uh, electronically. I think that's gonna be a big step for me, having some type of portal or LMS platform or some type of online presence through your smartphone uh, that allows learners to engage in a real-time, on-the-fly type of uh, interaction. So would they do that with you personally, or are you saying you would have a team? Uh, well, to, to the first part, me having a team, I think there's going to need to be another trainer, and that trainer, uh, in addition to some type of developer that's going to help me with the development piece on this, I'm, I'm doing some research now and due diligence on some people who help me develop this. But I'm also going to need another trainer. I think that I'm going to need a younger version to do uh, some of the learning, to pass on some of this knowledge to mentor within the business. And I, I looked at this in the past on two different occasions. And quite frankly, it wasn't right. It wasn't the right time. I wasn't the right person for that. It wasn't the right circumstances. So, um, 
you know, this is something that I'm going to need to, to figure out, uh, given where I am now. And I think I need to have the online presence for this to make a lot more sense to someone to come on board. Yeah, I mean, obviously the technology has to be in place, but the most important piece to that puzzle is definitely going to be the personnel. Yeah, yeah, I've got a definition of luck, and it's not what everyone thinks. You're Kurt, you're so lucky. No, no, no. I love Pierre Trudeau, uh, Prime Minister of Canada, uh, the late Prime Minister of Canada. His son is now Prime Minister. I think it's kind of cool. Um, he he said, "Luck is when preparation meets opportunity." And I think right now I'm prepping to create that next level of online learning, that on-the-fly, real-time learning. And at that point, uh, by cre- by preparing to be that and 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 following my own mantra of belief, behavior, and outcome. I think the opportunities will present themselves organically and bringing a new person in will happen organically. And those relationships that I've been unable to get because of visibility and scale will start to happen organically. And I think that the more that I'm being true to uh, belief, behavior and outcome, I think the, the, the more I'll start to see in the business for the future. So, Kurt, last question for you. How can people connect with you? Well, I'm old school. Uh, I would I would encourage people to pick up the phone, give me a ring. Obviously, I've got an email, which is kreinhart. It's uh, my initial first initial K, Reinhardt, R-E-I-N-H-A-R-T, at createtc.com. I have a website, www.createtc.com. I uh, post a number of articles on LinkedIn, so that would be a great place to see some of the stuff that I've, I've written. Uh, I've been a little uh, remiss in keeping up and, and maintaining a much stronger day-to-day presence on Facebook and Twitter. I have accounts on both. One is for Create. Uh, I've also a personal one, but obviously there's. Uh, if you want to check in what's going on with me, and my daughters, and wife, then by all means uh, check that out. And then there's uh, Twitter. Uh, as I said, that most most of those are being fed electronically. Every time I post on LinkedIn, I, I post in through there. So I would say that's probably the the easiest and best way to get a hold of me. Okay, Kurt. Well, that's great. We appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care, okay? Right on. Honor and privilege is mine. Thank you, Rob. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers post your projects for free at Bidzy.com. Businesses, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for more information and resources on how you can grow your business. Take a second and support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a positive review and leaving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your five-star rating will allow us to continue to bring you inspiring stories from successful entrepreneurs like the one that you heard today. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.